Welcome to Living Goddess with Shamali God Arda. Listen in for goddess mythology, wisdom teachings, and intimate sharings from her daily practice and contemplations. Shamali illuminates the Shakti keys stitched into the fabric of our daily lives and inspires us to reclaim a pulsating intimacy with Source and revive our spiritual lineage rooted in the living goddess. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Living Goddess. I'm taking a pause from preparing the house and packing. I'm off to a pilgrimage. First, I will go to Germany, where we will have a silent retreat called Into the Source of Living Goddess. I remember last year when we did this retreat, I was driving up towards the retreat center and it started to snow and the roads were covered behind us and um, it just kept on snowing for the whole week we were there. So we were basically snowed in and it was so quiet and so magical this place in the Black Forest in, in Germany. Ah, oh, yes. And uh, after that, I will go to India. This is the first uh, time I uh, go to India since before the pandemic. And my heart um, is uh, so full of gratitude that I get this opportunity to go again. India has been... Uh, uh, a profound uh, home for me, um, my my whole adult life. I've been visiting there, living there for yeah many 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 times. So uh, I think it's uh, around twenty times I've been there, and I have received so so many blessings, so many initiations, profound teachings. India is a, it's a special country for us on the goddess path because here we have a culture that has kept and guarded the wisdom of the goddess. Um, so it is, um, yeah, it, there's nothing like it, <laughs> in my opinion. And, um, I will visit uh, several places, but one of the places I will go to is uh, is a goddess temple, uh, all the way up in Assam in east eastern India. And I visited this temple five years ago, and um, the initiation I received there has uh, has uh, unraveled my life and healed me and awakened me in ways that I could never ever dreamed of. So it feels like full circle to go back now after many, many, many years of uh, deep transform transformation and dismantling and uh, loss and disintegration and landing deeper in the goddess and arriving in a place in my life where there's so much 
magic and innocence and aliveness and gratitude here. So I will go back and say thank you. <laughs> thank you for not letting me have it my way. I could not see. You could see. Thank you. <laughs> And then uh, I will also travel up to uh, uh, Rishikesh, which is where we um, used to have our winter ashram. And um, so I would like to go back there and, uh, and say thank you to the Ganga River and to the mountains there, and also to visit our retreat center and, and uh, begin to plan to return with um, with the circle so we can practice up there again if god is is willing we know that now yeah after the pandemic that nothing 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 is guaranteed which is what how it has always been but now we know <laughs> and maybe never forget maybe never forget So in the preparation, I'm also preparing the house here for a, a sweet woman who will come and uh, be with my pack, my, my animal companions. And I've been organizing um, my home, my temple. And um, today I want to reflect upon what happens energetically when we organize, <laughs> when we clear clutter, when we, when we create our physical surroundings as a reflection of our inner and how the inner becomes a reflection of the outer. And um, I want to bring in a beautiful concept from Buddhism again. And... Uh, this is the concept of wind horse. So you may have seen these uh, Tibetan prayer flags, you know, with many different colors flowing in the wind. And if you look closer, uh, many of these flags, they have an image of a horse, a horse running with a jewel on its back. And this is wind horse. And wind horse is, the horse and the symbol, is a mirror and a reflection of a state of consciousness where we are in alignment, where, where our lives are flowing. We have wind in our sails. It is a symbol of success. It's a symbol of abundance, of flow. It is the quality of, of leadership, a sovereignty, a nobility, a dignity, where you are uh, seated in the center of your life and your actions arise out of an awareness and a realization of 
of what this seat is and also what it is part of. It is a wind horse, is a quality that arises out of the, the recognition of, of the oneness below all forms. So it is a quality that flows out from a congruence you know, where we are, we are in the right place, we are in the right relationship. And there's another uh, word in, in the Tibetan uh, map called drip. And drip is somehow the opposite of wind horse. Drip is when things are not going smoothly, when we are experiencing a lot of obstacles, when uh, things are chaotic, it's out of harmony. One way that this drip quality of consciousness is described is as if it's like uh, tar or ex like fumes. Uh, it has a certain kind of stickiness to it, this quality. And when there is a lot of drip, there is little wind horse flowing through. And one of the core you know, tap roots of drip, which causes drip, is forgetfulness. Is when we forget who we are and what we are made of and what we are part of. We contract into, a, into, into lack, into, we contract into fear, we contract into a, um, a attachment and holding on and hoarding. And we forget to, to care. One of the really powerful keys to Windhors is care. Is to care when you move through your life. So you care when you place your shoes by the door. You care when you clean your house. You care when you dress yourself. And and uh, and wash yourself nourish yourself it's a it's a care for like a reverence for the life that we have been given and when we contract into to believing that we are a separate little island in a threatening universe we move into the loops of drip we forget, and things begin begin to to uh, like has more kind of friction and disharmony in our lives. So one of the kind of very practical ways that we can play with these energies is to uh, to care for our physical surroundings. You may have had that experience when when you have cleared a corner of your room, that it is as if a corner of your being is cleared out. I remember for many years I had this uh, door handle 
on the bathroom door that was broken. And without being aware of it, every single morning, I started every single day with a slight little irritation about that handle. It was part of my consciousness. It's not something that is other than me because it is uh, something that I experience every day. And I remember when I finally got around to fix it, uh, it's not that it um, that we now are creating something new. Of course, now we have a fixed handle, but what happened in my consciousness is that I, my being fell into place. It fell into order. It fell into the right relationship. It fell into harmony. It fell into wind wars. When you feel that there are a lot of drip in your life, just one, one uh, practical way that you can begin to move energy is to clear and clean your house. Take care of those loose ends. To, to, uh, you know, to complete those tasks that are just kind of laying around in the corner, hoarding energy, hoarding part of your consciousness because you keep avoiding it. One powerful way to practice with the wind horse in this aspect. There are many, many layers of this practice, but one, pract- one layer of aspect of this layer is, is that you can write a list of, of what is it that allows for wind horse in your life and write a list of where there's drip. And then just begin to cross off the drip list and begin to practice the wind horse list. And of course, deeper than these practical behavioral changes and material changes, the practice of wind horse is a spiritual awakening process. It is to come into a recognition of what is. It is to wake up from the trance of separation the trance of lack, the trance of being uprooted and isolated and return to the recognition that that we are so supported and that every breath we take is a communion and lovemaking with the plants and the trees and the waters and the foods. Even gravity is here holding us all the time. Earth is all the time loving us. So it's not that we have to make up something. It's not that we have to now become someone in order to, ha- to step into this kind of leadership that Windhorse is. It is to co- become ourselves, is to wake up from the misunderstanding that we are other, that we are otherwise.
And the way that we keep feeding into the drip is when we feed into this contracted me. We spoke about when we explored the myth of Gaia and Uranus, we, we saw how Uranus' father sky split off. This is, I think, one of the first episodes, maybe the second, where uh, Father Sky splits off from Mother Earth and, and, and uh, ascend, ascends far, far up. And how human consciousness and also our spiritual uh, sense of self, we escaped with him up into this uprooted sense of self where we then look as if we were looking from above, down on our bodies, down on earthly life, down on matter, as if it is something other. But in that same myth, we also see in the beginning how Gaia and Uranus, they are one, that matter and spirit are one union. And this is how it is, has always been, and will always be. So it is a realization of what is. And we come into that alignment. We come into life. And life flows in a perfect way. Nature, which we are, the nature within us, knows how to create in a sustainable way knows how to know we know in nature we know our place among all things we know how to be in right relationship in nature we remember our immortality and a sense of the form we have and we remember our eternal spirit And all of this allows us to become more transparent. We are less contracted in a kind of me identification. And we, we rest into a, a bigger self, a self that is connected to all things. And that's where we, we can begin to act in this, uh, this paradoxical because it is a very sovereign seat but the sovereign, sovereignty is a portal into union and the other way around. That the union, recognizing union, allows us to recognize the sovereignty of this form, this unique expression of the one. So when you notice that you are contracted and, and, and charged and in you know in some kind of drama loop just be curious to see what happens with your overall energy and what happens with the tasks you need to do what happens with your relationships just notice the the many many multi-layers effect that this kind of state of consciousness has and also be curious when you have, when you bring care, when you bring care and and honor and gratitude into your into this moment, notice what happens within you, what happens with your consciousness, and 
and then circling back to that you don't that this is a practice of course that goes from the inside out but it also goes from the outside in so you can even if you feel very uninspired and you feel heavy and you feel dense and clogged down it can feel overwhelming to even think about um, finding inspiration finding dignity finding that integrity with with your heart yeah? and an integrity with your deepest realization we all go into those fogs and then you know in in those moments it can be helpful to remember your list is to remember what is it that i can do even if it feels very mundane and irrelevant but what can i do how can I do the dishes now with more care? How, you know, maybe it's so, as simple as getting dressed, you know, to get out of the, the yoga pants and kind of <laughs> get dressed for even if you're not going anywhere, but to, to bring care to how you adorn your body temple. And these are just the ways that you can bring leadership in small ways without having to wait for your state of consciousness to change or your feelings to change. Now it is important to to remember every time we speak about leadership and uh, sovereignty and agency, how we, can, how we can influence our state of consciousness and our surroundings and our abundance and, and flow in our lives, it's also important to remember that we have that power and we are also influenced by other people's choices. Yeah, and also other circumstances around us. Because we live in a... We are not, you know, isolated beings. We live in a soup. So it's not everything that is in your power. We all know that, yeah? Sometimes uh, we can... Uh, you know, we can... Um, all of a sudden we get sick, for example, yeah? That's actually a, a good example that we can explore because when you get sick, there are aspects of, of illness that we can influence. Yeah, there are aspects that we know, like some of the you know, most common illnesses in the world are oftentimes results of our modern lifestyle. And nevertheless... We are all breathing the same air. We are breathing the consequences of other people's choices and people in power's choices. We are all influenced and we are all influencing each other. So it's important to know, to, to be humble enough and to, to be awake enough to see that our spiritual path and are us taking a seat of leadership in our lives is not a 
guarantee that things now are going to go a certain way. Think about it, and we are, we've been speaking about this image before about the ocean, and we are different waves arising out of the ocean, and that our practice is to, to expand our sense of self to be the ocean and wave at the same time. And so we are influenced by the, the one source that moves all things. And in the realm of form, we are also waves crashing into each other. And that, uh, you know, this is how abuse can happen. That's how uh, poverty and war and all of these things can happen. So it's important when we speak about this kind of agency to not begin to use that as some kind of a spiritual fascism where we, where we judge other people uh, and, you know, judge them and, uh, and think that it's their fault that they are experiencing the suffering that they are in. Because we all know that there are children and, and very innocent people experiencing a lot of suffering that has nothing to do with their drip consciousness. It has to do with other people's drip consciousness. It's important to see that even in your own life, that yes, your drip consciousness affects you, but it also affects others because it affects how you act. It affects what motivates you. So when we speak about a practice of wind, horse, and drip, this is a personal practice, but it's also a service to the world. To take agency of you, over your life and begin to be creative with energies in this way is to serve the world because you become a more fluid and benevolent human being. And we see this, uh, you know, the, the kind of the pitfall we see in this kind of, when we speak about manifesting or just how energy responds to energy, uh, all, you know, these terms that we use in our spiritual landscape. It's important to, to be very discerning because at, at its essence, these terms are true. But the way we interpret them and then actually use them, we bring them into a drip consciousness when we begin to judge others. We begin to uh, create an even more isolated me if we think that I'm just going to be in high vibrations and not, um, you know, that, that the suffering in the world is not real or something that we should um, pay attention to or can you see that that's just another version of drip consciousness? It's what, it's, it's, it's another expression of the root problem, which is the, the illusion of separation. So once we become closer to our own seat, we see that the seat is existing in the web, the, the goddess Virid, which is the goddess as the web that we are all part of. Then from there, we are invited into a, a responsibility and a, and a sacred duty 
to uh, use our tools, to use whatever resources we have been given to make this seat and this thread benevolent and serving all. And it starts with our very intimate experience. So you see that there, it's not selfish or self-indulgent to take responsibility for your own energy, to do your healing work so that you can become aware of the unconscious drip loops that are running parts of our lives. It is a, it is a, it's service to do so and what we find when we go deeper into practices like this and even uh, even research is showing that a person that is more connected to resources within within them a person that has a sense of ease and joy and overflow in their lives are more likely to contribute in the world in an efficient and beneficial way. So it's not an either or thing. So here, we're still at the beginning of the year, I invite you to uh, explore the quality of wind horse. Yeah, what is it that feeds the quality, the aspect of wind horse within you and your life? And how can you, how can you bring more, more attention to that? How can you practice it more? And even if you don't kind of rationally can believe it, maybe you want to experiment. And like I said, that the wind horse mirrors to us a sense of wind in the sails, a sense of success, abundance, benevolent kindness, creativity, joy. And in its deepest sense, it mirrors to us an enlightened consciousness, a Consciousness that remembers itself. And then notice where there is drip, where there is drip in your life. Where can you clear clutter, tie up loose ends, finished incomplete tasks, have those conversations that you have been postponed. Even holding back love and appreciation can create a trip. So maybe there is a, a thank you card or a phone call that you want to make to make sure that you express, express your love and gratitude to someone in your life. And I'm going to go back to uh, <laughs> clearing, clearing drip, organizing uh, my home, preparing for my trip and um, yeah with this perspective I noticed that it's less of a 
stressful task I need to do. And it's more of a spiritual, it's like a meditation, even though it's not always like quiet or or sitting calm or sitting with my eyes closed. But with each corner that is cleared, I notice more space within me, more ease, more joy, more clarity. So thank you, Living Goddess, for, for giving me this task to clean the house. <laughs> Jema, Jema. Thank you for listening to Living Goddess. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and follow, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.